The Frederick Playlist Podcast is brought to you in part by Mystery Ton Studios. Looking for a place to record your music? Welcome to Mystery Ton Studios. They are a full-service recording, mixing, and mastering studio located 15 minutes outside of Frederick, Maryland. Owner-engineer Kenny Eaton has years of experience working with musicians around the world and a passion for one thing, helping artists realize their vision. Go to mysterytonstudios.com to learn more and schedule a free tour today. That's M-Y-S-T-E-R-Y-T-O-N studios.com. Your music matters. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome into this episode of the Frederick Playlist Podcast, the first one of 2018. So this is very, very special, guys. Are you excited? Yes. I'm stoked. <laughs> uh, I'm here with two fourths, two fifths? Fourths. Fourths of Pinata Ginata. Would you guys like... Ginata uh, Pinata. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I just said that before we went, before we started recording too. Uh, anyway, you guys want to introduce yourselves? Sure, I'm Jesse Schultzberger. I'm the drummer in the band. Okay. I'm Ken Bussey. I'm the guitar player in the band. And how are you doing on this fine morning? It's got to be early for you guys. Good. Yeah. Waking up. You played last good. night, right? Yeah. And where were you? I was at the uh, Blue Side. You were at the Blue Side. Did you play? No, I didn't play last night. Okay. Okay. So how? You, who did you play with? I played with my trio, uh, oh. Lou Hines and uh, uh, Bob Sykes. Okay. So do you guys, obviously you have other projects other yep. than yeah. Pinata. So can you tell me a little bit about those other projects? Yeah, sure. You, you want to go first, Ken? Or? Yeah, well, I, I play in a couple different projects as far as in the jazz realm. So pretty much everything is jazz-based that I'm doing. But I play with the Derailers, which is a Django Reinhardt gypsy jazz band. I've seen that name, yeah. Yep, and then yeah. just jazz trio stuff around the area. But Cool. Yeah, that's cool. pretty much it for me. Yep, and I uh, I play with the Woodshedders. Okay. Uh, and then uh, play with my trios, and then Ken and I and our bass player Matt have been doing the uh, jazz jam at the Mecklenburg in Shepherdstown. Oh, We're there uh, okay. third mm-hmm. Thursday of the month. We host that. That's cool. I didn't know that that was going on still over there. I had heard a little bit about it. You guys, you, do you live in Shepherdstown? I do. You do? do I you don't. No, I live in Frederick. Okay, so this yeah. was a drive over for you this morning. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, so first, uh, I always like to get a little background of, and we'll go uh, each whoever wants to go first, Ken or Jesse. It's going to be so hard not to call you Colin, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but whoever wants to take it first, uh, sort of how you got into music and how you started to uh, pick up an instrument. What influenced you? Why did you do it in the first place? Uh, well, I just uh, I started taking guitar lessons and uh, did a little bit of music in school and just kind of got caught up in all the music that came from the 90s and Ooh, some like of the instrumental stuff and some of the grunge rock stuff. And What were some of your favorite 90s acts? Uh, I um, I liked a lot of the Pearl Jam and Primus okay. and a lot of the Lollapalooza tour okay. stuff that was on there. kind of got fed a lot of that through, um, you know, punk rock and that mm-hmm. evolved. And Jesse and I played in a rock band in high school, so we kind of like knew each other from way back yeah. and we were able to play music from the from the get-go what so. was the name of the band you guys were in uh we had a couple uh i think uh, hurricane mary was our sort of crowning achievement yeah we played <laughs> we played the auditorium at fcc that was really big and yeah. the band shell yep mm-hmm. yep that was it a cover band all original oh band? yeah we had originals yeah. we did have some originals and uh you know we did a lot of covers wow you know that's a lot of fun 
It was so, nice. <laughs> you guys are both smiling. Long time ago. can't see it. Yeah. Uh, so do you, you said you uh, you were really into grunge and all those types of things in the 90s. Were you still in, like, do you still follow Les Claypool and things like that? Sometimes, yeah. I yeah. got more into the jam band music as the as uh, Fish developed, and I got into stuff like that and then kind of grew out of the grunge stuff a little bit. But, yeah, I still follow some of the some of the bands. Was there a player you tried to model yourself after, someone you really liked? Yeah. Uh, Really early on, I really liked John Frusciani. I don't know oh, why, okay. but I really got hung up on the, some of the real early Chili Pepper stuff. And yeah. and I liked the guitar player, Larry Lalonde from Primus. So yeah. I, I was into that guitar player and some of the other underground bands like Meat Puppets. And I s- followed some of those guys and stuff like yeah. that. Frusciani's out there. He does some really weird, interesting stuff. Now, I don't know if you've listened to his solo records. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah he's, he's pretty wacky. Yeah, <laughs> but it's really cool. It's, it's really good stuff. Uh, Jesse, how about you? Well, uh, I grew up. Uh, my dad's a drummer. Okay. And, and your uh, brother's a drummer. And my whole, both my brothers are drummers. And uh, my mom's a guitar player. Really? Yeah. I didn't know. And that. Uh, my, you know, extended family. A lot of them play. Okay. So that music was always kind of happening at our family functions, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, you know, growing up, my dad would have band practice. We'd be kids, and my dad would be having band practice in the living room. So, you know, they'd let me sit in and play, you know, Mustang Sally or something <laughs> here and there. And then I guess Ken and I, we probably met, jeez, probably early middle school, fifth or sixth grade. His dad was my soccer coach. And uh, his brother was the bass player in our band. And uh, we started, we probably started a band probably around seventh or eighth grade. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it's pretty, it's been a trip, you know. <laughs> we actually like started with a funk band. Yeah, too. we did. We Orange juice. <laughs> yeah, we went from funk to Funk rock to rock, stuff. yeah, yeah. Well, who rounds out the band right now? Have you always played with who else is in the band? Uh, well, the, the band is, right now, is uh, Sam Janata is our keyboard player. And that's the Janata. That's the Janata of the pinata. Okay. And, uh, you know, it rhymes. And, uh. <laughs> Matt Lewis is our bass player, mm-hmm. and uh, so three quarters of us are in Shepherdstown. Okay. Um, when we started the band, uh, I'd moved up to Shepherdstown to go to college, and uh, met Sam and met Matt. And uh, when the band first started out, we had a DJ in the band, and, really? and we were really kind of riding that acid jazz thing, and. Th- I don't know what happened somewhere along the line. I was like, Hey, I know this guitar player and I think Ken had just graduated from Towson and you know, we were all getting out of college and I was like, maybe we can get this dude to come over the hill and play with us. And, uh, that was kind of the start yeah. of it. At, at what point did you lose the DJ? Uh, maybe a year or two after Ken mm-hmm. started playing, okay. he, he kind of just, you know, moved and you know, that was it. And, and we just kept trucking and, uh, through you know the, right there at 2000 early 2000 we did a record way back then and and we're really hitting it and uh playing around the area a lot we had a pretty steady gig downtown at firestones i mean we would oh, play there cool. for jeez i don't even know how many times a bunch <laughs> and we're doing the festivals and then we had some le- we did an album back then and and uh had some sort of um Downtime where we went off and Ken and Matt and I started another sort of spinoff group of the horn section, oh. but kind of kept the core going, kept mm-hmm. the tune list going. Uh, you know, there were some children along the way and, uh, 
Yeah, you know, and uh, right. Yeah. I mean, you know, so now we've, you know, everything is the the dust is sort of settled on on all that. And uh, the last couple of years, we've been really just pushing it, you know, and writing music. And is this project the sort of priority for both of you guys individually? Because you're in a lot of other projects too. Well, I think right now, for sure, we're definitely pushing the pushing the CD and yeah, trying to spread out. And Have you guys ever been able to tour? We've uh, just regionally. I mean, nothing too far out of the area. We, I mean, we are open to that, mm-hmm. I think, at this point. Uh, well, do you guys have jobs outside of music? No. Yeah. No. no. Well, that we teach. No, we we both much. teach. Yeah. Okay. Um, private like, lessons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Private and okay. yep. And Sam, our uh, keyboard player, he runs the uh, Shepherd Sound School of Music. Oh, I so didn't he know that also existed. he also is a full time you know teacher. And wow. then Matt's got a you know he's got a kind of a day job, but he does still. I mean, he had taught for years, um, but he's he's I think he's still teaching. You know, on the weekend. Yeah. Something. So you guys have lives filled with music. Then. Yeah. yeah we're making our living playing great. and teaching music. How, mm-hmm. I mean, how's it? How does that go? How's it? I would love to do that myself. It's a hustle. <laughs> Can you give me some advice? please? <laughs> you have to do everything. Your only answer is yes. All yeah. the time. Yep. <laughs> you can't yeah. turn down work ever. And uh, you got to hustle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so much about it is not actively making music. I mean, mm. it's sometimes it's like, gosh, I, yeah, I really don't want to answer emails today. I just want to go play, yeah, you right. know, and uh, it, it's a job, you know, it becomes a job at, at times. And I mean, it's very rewarding mm. and we're doing what we love to do. And, you know, it took us years to get to the point where we're at now where, you know, we're it's steady. We're or, it's steady. Yeah, yeah, we're not like breaking the bank, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're not starving. It seems, yeah. it seems like it works out too. Your students will come up when the gigs go down. When the gigs go up, you just the students go down. So it seems that there's a flow to it that you can settle into. Yeah, that's cool. You know, that's good. I, I think when I was younger, you know, I was working odd jobs and trying mm-hmm. to play in bands, and I and I was just taking every gig. Mm-hmm. that would come down the pike i mean i still take a lot of gigs but gigs that didn't pay a lot and you know at the end of the night you're like man i just made 25 bucks and mm-hmm. this was a lot of work yeah and i think one thing that i kind of realized was having that steady teaching gig you know mm-hmm. and you can kind of make your nut during the week and then on the weekend you can go out there and, or whenever and you can play gigs and it's not like oh i gotta play this 50 dollars gig because i gotta pay my electric bill mm-hmm. you know and yeah. It, that's a that's a good feeling and i actually felt like maybe the music got better at that point because you weren't so like strapped to it all the time and, and you get back to really doing it for the joy of you know making music you guys gig individually maybe three four times a week would you say on average less than that more than that yeah it sort yeah, of ebbs about, and flows mm-hmm. you know um hmm. so i mean 10 10 to 15 times a month maybe that's is good. a better way to you that's know good. that's tough I mean, uh, just to find the jobs, to find the gigs. Now, you say you guys do the jazz night at uh, the Mech. The Mech, yeah, and I do one at the Broad Axe, which is you know, uh, co- yeah. also on Thursday. So there's all – yeah, we're pretty busy yeah, Sunday and gigs. Sunday and gigs. And, you know, those Thursday and Sunday gigs, they really help to oh, – of course. You know, yeah. Friday and Saturday, you can find Friday and Saturday work. But, man, yeah. it's like, oh, man, someone wants you to play Thursday? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, if you get anything between Monday and Wednesday – 
that's even better. See, yeah. And there's, it's, it's, it's really interesting to me because I've interviewed a lot of people uh, who, you know, want to be in bands and who are in bands in the area. But, you know, they'll be selective or they'll be picky with when and where they play. And I come from, I mean, my dad played the drums as well. I kind of grew up around this in the same way you, you guys did. And it was like he toured in bands. And if you could find something on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday, it was gold. It was yeah. just the best because it was an extra day of the week. Nobody usually booked. But if you got that night and you made a little extra money on that night, it was a huge deal. Yeah. But there are a lot of there are artists and bands who say, well, no, we, we only want to keep it to the weekend or we, we don't want to do that. And I, I just like, no, man, you got to play, play, play. So do you guys agree? Do you subscribe to that whole idea to don't turn anything down? You already said this because you guys are making music your life. But even if you weren't, I mean, music is something that is embedded in you that I would think you'd want to play as much as possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I think especially with instrumental music, I mean, it's any time you pick up and start playing your it's almost like you're, you know, it's like paid practice. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you're playing instrumental. You're not trying to play a top ten songs, you yeah. know. So you are you can keep it fresh because the crowd is already used to instrumental, mm -hmm. that kind of tradition. So, yeah, I mean, it goes by quick. It's nice to yeah. be able to sit down, you know, sit down and play for three hours, run through tunes and... Mm -hmm you know, kind of work your stuff out. It goes by quick. I mean, playing's the easy part. Like you, yeah, playing's the easy Jesse, part. You know, you get paid to drive to the gig, you yeah. know. You get paid <laughs> to set up and tear down. But, you know, you know, I think when we have those lean nights or weeks, you know, it's like, oh, I only got, you know, you start to get stir crazy that yeah. around the house and the wife's yeah. like, what's wrong with you? And you're like, well, I haven't, I need to get out of the house. Well, you know? I was like, going to say this too. Like, how hard is it to have personal lives in that sense too? Because you're working odd hours. You're working yeah. at night during the week if you're lucky, you know. And if not, then you're working at night during the weekend when people a lot of times reserve that time for their personal lives. How do you guys keep up? You're married. Are you married? Yeah. Ken? Okay. Yeah. So how? Do, I hope that your spouse is really appreciate. I think <laughs> we both just found the right person. Yeah. Yeah. We it's got. We really both got lucky. lucky you yeah. know. I mean, I think all the guys in the dance in the band, all of our wives are have been really supportive of what we're doing, and you know, I mean, we were doing this before we met these. You know, before we met our wives, really, or mm -hmm. maybe not Ken. Yeah, but. No. yeah. I was pretty much with the same. Uh, yeah. But uh, so she's well adjusted yeah. to the band life. So yeah. I'm super lucky. Yeah, but yeah, they, they knew what they were getting into. I mm -hmm. think, and and honestly, you know, and the older we've gotten, and the more work we've gotten, mm -hmm. it's definitely. I mean, when we were younger, we weren't playing like we are now, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, and you know, my wife, wife, and, and Kenny's wife. You know they'll come out to the shows, but they don't. They don't come to every one. You yeah, know they'll, yeah. they'll 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 pick. They'll yeah. be like, "Oh, that that one looks good. Yeah. That's the, oh, you got a green room. We're coming that yeah. night. You know, <laughs> oh, like, right. we get meals. <laughs> I was okay. just gonna say meals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, yeah. oh, you're playing that fancy restaurant. <laughs> yeah. I like. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's easier dude. to keep the drink tab lower when they don't. Yeah, yeah. right. We might make some. <laughs> okay, we probably get we're gonna get in trouble here. Yeah, right. do, do you guys have children? I don't. Yeah, you don't. I do. You? I have three okay. children. Yeah, so that seems that would that would be even tougher. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, it kind of de it develops so quick before you that mm -hmm. you know you're kind of just holding on the whole time. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm surprised every every year that I can make it work. Are they um, uh, into music as well? No, not really. Really, my, my son is my son is into music the most. Mm -hmm. You know, he plays. Um, he writes beats on Ableton and he does some techno oh. stuff and he's into video game music. So he'll like 
try to write music uh, on the laptop and stuff like that. Huh. My daughter plays a little bit of ukulele, but that's you know we our jams are pretty short sometimes. <laughs> 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 Give me that thing. <laughs> um, do you guys have any sort of favorite um, artists around here or bands around here that you guys, whenever you do have a night off, you get to you want to check out or that you play with? Um, you know, whenever you see their name on the bill, you're like, oh, I'm really excited for tonight. Ooh, that's a long pause. That's a tough <laughs> one, man. Well, I mean, you know, there's a lot of really great music in our area, and we've been, I think we're really fortunate to have this sort of scene that we have mm-hmm. um, in both Frederick and over in Shepherdstown. I mean, both the towns are really full of music, and they, and, and Hagerstown, too, I'd say, and I, you know, the so that being said, I'd say there's a, there's a ton of really great players mm-hmm. in our area, you know, and, you know, like we we're saying, Ken and I are fortunate enough that we get to go around and play with a bunch of different guys. I mean, either of us will go through a week and play with three or four different bands yeah. over the course of the weekend. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of mixing it up mm-hmm. and uh, getting to play with a lot of these guys mm-hmm. who are really um, – really good for instance like i got to play with howard burns last wow. week i don't know mm-hmm. if you know i mean ken knows howard yeah, and you know some calls from howard and he's just yeah, the, sure. he's just the nicest dude mm-hmm. and he's a great player mm-hmm. and i don't get to play with him that much because mm-hmm. howard likes to play drums too yeah. you know so mm-hmm. it's very rarely that i'll get a call for a gig and harold will be there you know mm-hmm. and just playing sax yeah. and uh, so he's definitely one of those cats who i just like sometimes for me it's not even well I love his playing. You know, I mm-hmm. like their playing, but a, a lot of times it just comes down to the hang. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to go out and hang. You want to be around musicians you can, like, get along with mm-hmm. and, like, gel with a little yeah. bit. I mean, I've played with – I'm sure any musician you're going to talk to is going to tell you, like, yeah, I've played with guys who are, like, slamming musicians and they can play, but I just can't hang. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. want to, you know, for yeah. whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know. And that's part of it, and I think when that's one of the reasons – our group has been together as long as it has. You know what I mean? Like You guys are all friends. We're all buddies. I mean, oh, Kenny yeah. and I, we, yeah. we, you know, since we were kids. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. you know, I think that – and then that, in turn, I think bleeds into what the band, you know, just our chemistry as a, as a unit, you, you know. You're talking about bad hangs, you know, sometimes, too. You come across people or, or bands, bandmates even – do you guys have any particularly memorable, awful stories from playing? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you don't have mm. to name names, but well, I know especially yeah. you guys hmm. making music your life. <laughs> <laughs> well. Making music your life, you have to run across these sometimes where you just oh, want the man. night to be over, the project to be well, over. Well, we've deep. been heckling. I always think about that night. We played this, like, I don't know if it was the strip club or what it was, in Martinsburg. Oh, I remember this. I and exactly this woman... <laughs> She had no teeth, and she was in love with me. Do you remember this? Yeah. Oh my God, I can't remember the name of the place. The drink. The drink. Yep. Oh my yeah. God, I can't believe like a uh, black and white checkered floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was, the, it was a dump <laughs> in Martinsburg. In Martinsburg, Martinsburg. Yeah. and uh, yeah, I remember walking in the door, going, "Oh my God, what like what have we signed up for?" Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> and just being heckled the whole time, and and Meemaw. She was like in love with me and just kept like and would not. Let and up. these guys Wouldn't were not up. helping. No. You know, they were Wouldn't just like, yeah, yeah, there you go, Jess. There you go. Yeah, she 
Yeah. So that one's always <laughs> sticks out in my mind. Okay. of like being heckled by, you know. It was really unwelcome. <laughs> yeah, very... like, what the heck is this stuff? Well, where's you know, the like, singer? Yeah, yeah where's bad. the singer? It had disco ball, though. Dude, yeah, oh, that's a lot of fun. That makes different. Yeah, so yeah. that one was up there, you know. Yeah, d- does playing to, because I've been in a lot of bands like this, too. You go out, you play to three people. D- does playing to no crowd bother you? We actually just did a story on this in 72 hours, too, where you go in and you, uh, you know, people are trying to talk over you. You're just kind of in the background. Or do those things affect you guys in your performance? I think with the instrumental, you can just turn down. Mm-hmm. I think it's worse for people singing mm. because, you you know, you have that. It's hard. Maybe it's hard to sing soft mm-hmm. if people are talking or you're singing and you're like interacting with them without meaning to. Mm-hmm. With instrumental, we can just like just pull the volume down. And a lot of times if you pull your volume down, the people talking will notice there's a band's playing and they'll they'll start to, you'll pull them in that way. Mm-hmm. I find that really yeah, works. Yeah, I think so too. We've we've had sort of these jokes too where we've played these places. I mean, it's an off night. All these places have off nights and you're like, okay, there's 10 people here. You know, the five, power play. There's five yeah. people here and we're just like, mm-hmm. uh and the, the the joke around the campfire is, "Hey, this is our, our new favorite place to practice." You oh, know, yeah. like and uh, Heck, I, we played the, a place not too long ago, and there was, like, two people there. Mm. And they were on the patio. And we are just like, okay. So they're like, let's just jam. And then we just started jamming and literally came up with a couple tunes, like, on the gig. That's and cool. And th- just ideas. And then, you know, we've started developing them. And it's pretty, it's good. pretty fun. And uh, the one thing I would say in regards to all that though is you know not having a lot of people doesn't really bring our us down Mm -hmm. but definitely playing to a crowd that's like into it Mm -hmm. and like people are pumped up it i think it has a tendency to elevate Mm -hmm. our playing sure you you guys play in shepherdstown a bit right yeah Uh, and Mm -hmm. i've seen your name at the opera house quite a bit as well yeah Uh, i'm assuming you guys know larry oh yeah yeah and larry's a great guy and and what what he's trying to do over there is so admirable i really hope they succeed but I, and I haven't talked to him. I'll admit, in, in maybe a year or so, it's been a while since we've caught up. But he, I know he's had trouble with bands in there, and I know that some venues have trouble getting music and getting crowds and kind of you know finding a sustainable way to make venues work. Um, I was just kind of wondering your opinion and your input on like how how does that get better? Like how do you just think people need to come out more? Do you think uh, what if the opera house turned into a five night a week music? place you know like something like that is that even possible how what what needs to happen uh, you know i would love to see that i don't know if the numbers are there in shepherdstown mm-hmm. uh something that we've seen happen in the le- 20 years that we've been playing up there is you know it's always been kind of a music town but it's getting it's almost to the point where it's become oversaturated and you have a night where man in what way what do you mean oversaturated, it, oversaturated that you have five bands in town oh, on yeah. a two block mm-hmm. radius, which yeah. is a cool thing, uh-huh. except there's only so many people to go around. Yeah. yeah. And there, you know, there is a strong local, you know, fan base that will come out, but you know, I mean, perfect example. I saw killer national dumpster funk at the opera house and there's like mm-hmm. 50 people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, where's everybody at? Mm-hmm. And you know, there's some, popular local band playing at the bar down the street and it just like half the town's over there and yeah. you know it's yeah it's kind of mind-blowing you're like man, these guys are world-class musicians mm-hmm. and you know what are you gonna do 
You you also mentioned Hagerstown as well. You said you run the Broadax to the, right. the Jazz Knights. Um, I I've been wondering about this because I actually, uh, when I moved to Maryland, I moved to Hagerstown, and it, Hagerstown does not seem to be a place that a lot of stuff is going on a lot of the time. At least that I can find. I could be wrong. So if I'm wrong, my question is to you guys: How am I wrong? Like, what? Where do you go to see music in Hagerstown outside of the Broadax? Uh, well, I, I think that's why we've had so much luck at the Broad Axe, because that's mm-hmm. pretty much, I mean, that's as far it. as jazz goes, and, you know, I think uh, Bob, who owns that place, I think he keeps it, um, he doesn't have a huge variety, like, they know there's jazz on Thursday night, and mm-hmm. it's an open mic, so you don't know who's going to come through mm-hmm. and play, so it's, you know, it's spontaneous, just like the Mech Jam, mm-hmm. and uh, it's got kind of a built-in crowd. I knew Bob from when... Uh, when I was in high school also, so it has the same kind of connection that Jesse and I have where we've known each other for a long time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're kind of spearheading that in Hagerstown. It's 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 working out really well. That's good. It's that's, nice, yeah. That's good because, I, honestly, I don't know where else you go to see live music. Yeah, in yeah. We've, played the, uh, we've played the Hempen Hill oh, yeah, a few yeah, times, we, yeah, and we just sure. played there at uh, Thanksgiving, and uh, I, we're working on another date there. Cool. But I think they're only running bands up there once a month or so. At Hempen Hill? Yeah, and it's okay. but it's you know, that's not it's on the outside of t- it's not like downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's in like a shopping shopping mall, center, center strip yeah. mall. That's what I'm thinking. It's a of, big yeah. room and there's a yeah. I mean there is a little stage and you know, yeah. we enjoy playing there. Great um, uh, great barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. Crab food. chips, get the crabs. Yeah, yeah. very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think <laughs> take a little nap after. That, yeah, after one of those. <laughs> they, they also have um, bulls and bears. They used to have jazz music uh-huh. there. Is well, that is it still there? Well, that's kind of what I was thinking. It's like uh, Hagerstown is sort of where used to be, where Shepherdstown is now, where there's it's saturated. Because oh, I remember okay. five, seven years ago, there would be like five bands playing. Bulls okay. and bears would have uh, you know some act. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Hemp and Hill and the Broad Axe, everybody would have something on Friday and Saturday. Hmm. And we, we would just go from place to place. That's uh, cool. to, what, what was the other? 28, 28 South, I yeah, think, was over there, there, too. Yeah. Yeah, so there was a bunch of places, and everybody sort of, like, all jumped on the same idea for, like, two years. Yeah. And now it's, like, kind of smoothed over a yeah. little bit. Yeah. So. Well, at least I hope it I hope it builds back up. I, I yeah. think. And, and coming to Frederick now, you know, we've talked about Shepherdstown, we talked yeah. about Hagerstown. Some of your favorite places to play here in town, I, I'm assuming the blue side you guys get to. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, is there Are there any other places? You played Cafe Nola. Oh, yeah, well, we played yeah. Nola. We're playing there at the end of the month. Um, and uh, definitely those two spots have been good to us. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a lot of work at Firestones in the... You know, yeah. on the first album. Yeah, definitely. And then we I, it shifted there a little bit. I think they, I don't know what happened. I think they started getting more pop band, market bands. Well, they don't do much music. Do they do not? They? I, I don't think so, at least. I, I, don't, I don't find know. myself there anymore. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of, well, not a lot, but they do like acoustic stuff now, okay. I think. I, I don't mm-hmm. think they want to get it too loud in there, but. Yeah, we know. the blue side's been really good to us. Um, Have you ever done the cellar door? No. no. That seems like a place you guys. And then the place up there, and uh, we used to play in there every once in a while at the uh, that place in Everready Square, the coffee company. No, the big uh, like uh, Italian restaurant. 
Um, Pistaros. Yeah. Was that it? Or was that, is no? that what it was called? Or was Terrazzo's or something? Terraz- or maybe oh, it's not there anymore. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, <laughs> but so, I mean, in terms of the three the three towns, Frederick, Hagerstown, and Shepherdstown, which, which one of those three is sort of, do you think, the more musically inclined right now? Mm, wow. I don't know. I'd say that's a toss up. <laughs> okay. You know, and for us, it's, I mean. See, I, I don't know the other scenes well enough to know. I mean, I'm not going out checking out the indie scene or mm-hmm. any other, yeah. yeah, any other style. I mean, I'm, you know, I usually check out instrumental stuff and some of the jazz stuff, but I, it's been a while since I went out to her, you know, to hear just a singer songwriter or something. Yeah. So there might be, that might be thriving as far as I know. I don't really, yeah. okay. I don't follow enough to know. That's fair enough. You know, what yeah. those guys are, what the other bands are doing. Yeah. I mean, I'd say uh, Frederick's got just its sheer size mm-hmm. uh, in its favor. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's lots of venues. Yeah. And they're spread around town nicely that, you know, you can have something going on at the blue side mm-hmm. and it's doing well. And you can have something downtown and it's, you know, yeah, equally as well. You guys switching gears have a new record. Yes, and w- wanted to have you on to talk about this because uh, you just sent it to me as well. Um, and we're gonna play a song here at the end. But before we get there, I wanted to ask you um, where you recorded it, a little background on it, um, and how these songs came together. How long it took to record it? Sure. Um, so all of those things in one. <laughs> yeah. So some of this material we've been playing for y- years. Um, uh, a couple of tunes and, uh, maybe about two years ago, we started the sort of pro the process of recording it. Mm -hmm. Um, and we went in and did, I think three or four of them at, uh, Bill Unger's, uh, studio at Shepherd Sound Unger audio, Mm -hmm. um, and went in there and tracked, Mm -hmm. um, three or four tunes. And then we sat on it for about six or eight months. Um, while we worked up a couple more tunes. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we went in and finished, uh, cut the other four or five tunes at, uh, mystery time. at Kenny, Kenny Kenny Eaton's down here in Mount Airy or yeah, the sponsor of this podcast. Okay. Well, there you go together very nicely right now. Yeah. So we went down there uh, to Kenny's and did, uh, the rest of the record and, uh, just cleaned it up a little bit. And then from there we took the tracks and we sent them to, uh, my buddy Oscar Sadel, who's now in Stockholm, Sweden. So he actually, you know, mixed it from there. You know, we wow. bounced it back and forth. So this was mixed in Sweden. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a hell of a. Yep. The <laughs> internet's a powerful thing. You can. <laughs> Not too many bands can. Uh, yeah. You know. It's a hell of a claim yeah, right yeah. there. So yeah. it's pretty cool. And you know, he really. And I'm glad we did that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, at the end, I was a little. It's unlike mixing any other record I'd worked on, be, in the sense that I wasn't walking into the studio and like putting my ears on what the engineer was listening. Mm-hmm. We just kind of trusted him. And then, you know, he would send back mixes and we go, Oh, we need more bass on this track or, yeah. you know, but very minor. And I actually felt really good about the process. Cause I felt like it, it you know, the guys who recorded it, they, they were almost as burnt out on the music as we are. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I know us, we're like, I, you know, I've heard this song 10,000 times. Mm-hmm. We've played it 10,000 times. Like, 
just get it out of here, yeah. right? You know, I mean, not that we don't love them. It's just you get fried. Mm -hmm. And the engineers get fried. Yeah. You know, they're like, okay, take another guitar break, take another mm -hmm. bass break. And then it's like, you've heard the song a million times, and then you got to try and mix it. Mm -hmm. And I think just having those fresh ears on it was really cool. And, and he brought a slightly different twist to the album. I think when you hear the record, you can kind of feel that um, – he just put this vibe to it a little mm -hmm. bit. It's a it's a little more uh, slicked up. Did you guys record it live? Uh, so basically, generally, okay. um, I, I by that I mean were there any overdubs at all? There were some okay. some. Okay. Uh, but I, most of the record was us tracking live, getting the drums mm -hmm. where we wanted them, getting the uh, bass you know 85 percent there and then just coming back and sweetening it up and then really maybe like the solos got touched up sometimes mm -hmm. in, yeah. or it was like you know we could get a little better tone there let's see if we can do something there to get a little better tone but uh i i would say when we went into the studio this time it was probably the i mean i felt really good about it we were very prepared mm-hmm um going in because we had been playing the tunes for a while on gigs and, we, and you know basically this the session came out of we had probably played eight or ten gigs you know in a row and we're like man these tunes are popping mm -hmm. like let's get this on tape like mm -hmm. now when they're they're really good and you know i think that that performance starts to come through on the on the album do you guys record a lot of your live sets just for your own? Mm -hmm. for your yeah, own we have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. Even from when we started, I mean, when we were younger, we've kind of gone through every medium possible at this point. Oh, you yeah. know, like from cassettes to yeah. mini discs <laughs> to, mini you know, the mini discs. They were, so, <laughs> they were way ahead of their time. Though. Yeah. I miss mini discs. <laughs> now you can't even play them. We're like, can't even find a player. I was going to say, do you guys have a player? I don't have a player. <laughs> I, I, I have like a fifty recordings from two thousand. Like uh, yeah. probably every Firestones recording I have. Yeah, on mini disc. Yeah, on mini disc. So I had the best setup. It was like under two hundred bucks, just a little wow. condenser mic and the mini disc. Yeah. It I sounded think. good. I mean, at the time we were blown away. We we're like, holy smokes, man! Like so we're good. getting like, yeah. you know, going from recording on boombox in your basement, you know. To well, like, I used to bootleg shows, like go to national concerts with the mini the portable mini disc and a like you said, a little condenser. Oh mic yeah. And just, just oh yeah. Bootleg the the hell out of everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. So now we go. stepped up. Uh, I bought a GoPro. Oh. Okay. Uh, and and we've been doing the GoPro some. Uh, just as a you know, most of that is for us to hear back. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, and, and it's, get it's get to take. But I mean, we have own. actually pulled some videos off that and put them up mm -hmm. on. They're on YouTube. Um. So yeah. what? What's we should tell people what the name of the album is. <laughs> well, it is Janata Pinata. It's okay. self-titled. Okay, and people can buy it where? Uh, currently, now the album has it will be releasing on uh, January twenty sixth. Okay, and it'll be available on you know iTunes, Amazon, all all those sort of major outlets. The best place to buy it is through our CD Baby store. Okay, CDBaby.com, right. Janata Pinata. Uh, and there's digital and uh, CDs, and they will ship them right to your house, and it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> or just come to our show and buy them from us. That's that's sure. the best. That's yeah. the best. And now, which song would you like people to hear uh, from the record? And oh, will this man. be the first time people hear this song from the record? 
Potentially, yeah. Yeah, I we'll think. be world premiering. I, yeah, song right now. It. Three yeah. weeks or two weeks yeah. before the album comes out. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, they're all so good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe Spittin' would be a good place yeah, to spittin'? start. That's yeah, the one. first okay, track on the yeah, record. Okay. Yep. Um, I think that's one we're all really, really feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Spittin' is yep. what we're going to hear. Yep. And, and one thing I want to ask you, too, before we go is how can people find you online if you go to the face pages and the insta yep. snaps how we how got all that all um, that website everything's yep uh, pretty uh janata pinata.com do you want to, can you spell that for everybody g-i-n-a-d-a-p-i-n-a-t-a.com dot com and we're on facebook we're on instagram we're on reverb nation all um, Ginata pinata yep um soundcloud i guess soundcloud, SoundCloud. Okay. uh and you can go to our cd baby store uh, all that is uh, accessible through our website. Okay. That's probably – that's a good portal. com. Yep. Okay. Yep. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you of any shows coming up, too, that you can uh, help promote. Here. Yes, definitely. Well, um, so as I said, the uh, January 26th is our official release date. Okay. Um, Are you going to have a record release party? Yes, at the Opera at Opera House Live. Okay, over in uh, Shepherdstown. Over in Shepherdstown, and we're gonna have of tomorrow there with us, who are really hot, like jazz fusion sort of jam band out mm-hmm. of uh, DC area. Mm-hmm. They're coming up to do that show with us. So and is that show on the twenty sixth? That is on Friday night, twenty sixth. Okay. Um, Opera House Live. I think it's seven bucks. Okay, and then on the twenty seventh, we're doing a second night at Cafe Nola. Oh. Which will be an also a CD release. Awesome! So you'll have a Frederick CD release essentially. So a twofer. Yeah. That'll be. Ooh, so, that's gotta, a tough tour. Move some that's, CDs. Yeah. yeah, you gotta move those CDs. Gotta move them CDs. <laughs> we're trying to get back in the black. Hustling. Man. How many yeah. did you? Can I ask you how many you're gonna press? We pressed uh, three hundred. Okay. We need to sell them out mm-hmm. first weekend. Yeah. yeah. That we need to sell them out. That'd be beautiful. You'll probably reach the like Billboard that. Top 200 if That'd you sell be, 300. Pretty yeah. high. I mean, uh, maybe a combo with a T-shirt. With a T-shirt, with a t-shirt. yeah. That'll be good. Something like that. Yeah, combo I like deal. that. I like that, Ken. Are you guys? You said, <laughs> are you at the Blue Side anytime soon? Anywhere else in Frederick anytime soon? Not, not with this band. Okay. Um, Ken, mm-hmm. you guys, you have Blue Side uh, dates? I think we're last. Um, uh, my trio uh, last Sunday. I think yep. that's our our date. At the last the, Sunday in uh, last January. Sunday uh, every last Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah, Lusan. and I'm there yep. the first Sundays. Oh, wow. With uh, right. my trio. Yeah. So you guys are just slowly taking over the blue side. We're out there day. just stealing licks from anybody we can. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, that's great. Mm. Um, I, I'm really <laughs> bringing it back. You know, I'm I'm really excited. <laughs> For this record, we're going to review it. Um, I, I want to see you guys live, so hopefully I'll come out uh, to the Opera House. Because yeah. I, I love Larry, and I haven't been out there. I haven't seen him in a while. Cool. Come check you guys out. Let us out. know, man. We'll yeah. put you on the list. Ooh, that'll All be right. that'll Sneak be up the back. They got a green room, so the wives <laughs> yeah. might be there. But uh, yeah. The best at the Opera House is the upstairs that's, green room. Yeah. It's, that's just the best. It's all about that's, the hang, man. Yeah, and Larry's the best hang in the he world. Yeah, the and he's an awesome cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you had his gumbo? Oh, yeah. The gumbo's incredible. Gumbo, gumbo. Yeah. It's I nice. just want to book there, gig there every weekend, just so I can eat. Yeah, I mean, it's just—he's—he's he's the man. He's—he's he's absolutely uh, amazing, and mm-hmm. man, he brings that New Orleans style, like wherever he goes. Yeah, yeah, wherever he goes. You guys, uh, good luck with the album. The goal is three hundred. Check these guys out: ginatapinata.com. Yep. January twenty sixth. 
facebook.com slash Jinata Pinata. We're going to hear the first song off their brand new self-titled LP. Is it your second LP? Yeah, yep. Okay. Any, what am I missing, fellas? What am I missing? <sighs> yeah, come see us. You know, okay. Find us on, on social yeah. media. That's, okay. I mean, that's really it. We just want to tell your friends about us. Okay. Um, that, you know, that goes for any band, I'm sure. But, uh, okay. you know, we're just trying to get the word out. Okay. Yeah. The final thing that I would say is Jeff Cosgrove says hi. Yeah, well, I just oh, saw right. Jeff, so good. <laughs> the man. Go, Jeff. <laughs> All right, guys. Ken, uh, Jesse, thank you so much for stopping right. by, thank and good you. luck You're with good. everything. All right.